hello and welcome back to A Better World. This is your host, Mitchell J. Rabin, and I'm very glad you're joining us again today. Today we're going to have another very interesting show because, well, we are honoring Mother Earth. And this doesn't happen often enough, which is why you could say we have the world that we have today and the issues we have related to global warming uh, and uh, climate disruption. As Dar Jamal recently said, journalist and author of The End of Ice, who we had on recently. And you could also say that it has to do as well with our lack of understanding of the magnificence of the earth and the intelligence of her ecosystem. And it's something that we have come to take for granted, which is nothing to take for granted because it is so extraordinary, complex, beautiful, challenging, even amusing, our beautiful Mother Nature. And we are lacking a heart connection to our beautiful Earth, to creation itself. And as a result, well, in my view, this is why people do the things they do in extraction technologies and the like to poke holes in the Earth's surface instead of enjoy what's on the surface. It's a big, long story. I know you all know it. And, well, today we're going to be doing what we feel in our hearts is most important, which actually is to speak of love and speak of respect for Mother Earth. And it will <clears throat> it is being inspired also by a wonderful event that's taking place and has been taking place in New York City for the last 12 years called, uh, what do we call that? We call it the World Peace and Earth Day celebration that Andy Kane has been producing. Andy is a good friend of A Better World for many years, and indeed we're going to be having yet another celebration on April 21st from 3 to 8 in Midtown in the Big Apple. So if you're anywhere near, it's something that you should definitely be coming to. And here, let me give you a phone number you can call if you would like to learn more or for tickets. And that's 646-765-7890. Again, that's 646-765-7890. And I'll be seeing it. We're going to have a lot of fun, a lot of good music, a lot of uh, very cool and warm. How can you be cool and warm at the same time? But you will see that. That that day for sure, uh, heartfelt speakers uh, from many different traditions. So to help me with today's roundtable, we've, in, we've uh, invited on a few very special guests. Patricia Ann Davis is uh, someone who has spent her lifetime learning and practicing healing knowledge and processes, beginning with her own father, who is a medicine man who had made his lifetime priority healing through the generations, three generations in particular, of people through ceremony. He was her teacher from birth in the home and in ceremonies until his transition in 1983. 
Patricia, comes to us from a very rich indigenous tradition, Native American tradition, and will be speaking with us about that and her background and the work that she's doing now. And we've also invited back David Giller and Helene Abrams, who have been on before, who are transformational strategists for positive change. They've been in the forefront of doing just beautiful work to help support children through different organization, uh, different educational uh, contexts, working not only with schools but also with parents, organizations, and businesses, and cities. And they uh, develop programs, design programs, to help to empower, to help build the self-esteem and character development of children across the United States, well, mainly in New York, but actually beyond that. So it's with great pleasure that I've invited you all on. I'm so glad each of you has been able to make it today. So we'd like to start, actually, Patricia, who is new to A Better World, well, only to A Better World Radio, not to creating A Better World. You've been at that for decades. Uh, But I welcome to the show. Such a pleasure to have you on, Patricia. Thank you very much. Thank you for the opportunity to be visible to your listeners and to create the opportunity to hear the indigenous wisdom that is so needed right now. Absolutely. In fact, uh, you're so welcome. And I, talking about indigenous wisdom, I'd love to hear a little bit about your own um, background, if you would share that with our listeners, uh, and how that relates then to our roundtable's theme of honoring Mother Earth. And uh, then, if you would speak a little bit about your relationship to the upcoming celebration here in New York on uh, April 21st. Yes, of course. The indigenous people in... And if you um, could just speak up a slightly louder, the, that would make the... the uh, a beautiful. Sure. The indigenous people have always been stewards of the earth, water, fire, and air because we take care of these elements and these elements take care of us. So this is um, what I have been born into and I'd really like to say my introduction in the Dene language and Dene translates to people. Mississippi Band of Choctaw in Shla Tachi in Vashochin Choctaw Edashche Choctaw Edashche Ado Tachitni Vashochin um, and Piaani A Desanala in that introduction, then I'm, I'm stating an affirmation which is inclusive of all cultures and people. Say that we're all a precious child of Creator within creation and have that reverence for, for honoring Mother Earth and taking care of the um, Earth elements as well, each other and the Earth elements as well. I was born into a, a lineage and initiated and trained by authentic um, healers, and that is what I um, say gives me the authority to speak at this time because I was instructed that there would be times when we would need to know this knowledge 
what what have what people have forgotten and um I'm invited to the Mother Earth celebration on the mm-hmm. uh, 21st of April. And there, there will be music, dance, and uh, special speakers. I'm happy to be one of them in order to uh, convey from a different lens. The, the lens is from natural law, natural order. This is not religion, and it's not philosophy, and it's not theory. It is the laws that apply to all of them, and we may not have been taught, but we are um, available, myself and other people who have uh, learned how to um, simplify and convey these teachings to the general public. So thank you. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. I so appreciate it. And the distinction you made, I would like to just comment briefly on that, which I very much appreciate, that this is not a religion. Uh, It's a really interesting thing. The more I think about it, because I've given a good amount of thought to this thing we call religion and this thing we call lifestyle and belief system, and it's really interesting. I, I ultimately have come to the conclusion in large measure that religion is essentially an institution that is from the West. And when you look East, and when I say West, I mean as in Western Europe, uh, when you look to the East, what you see is a word I used, which is lifestyle, which is, and when you look at native teachings as well, you see that there's this integrated way of being in relationship to the earth, in relationship to whatever we may call heaven, in relationship to all sentient life. And it doesn't fall into some kind of category that can be discussed academically. It's based on the understanding of nature, that is of natural law, and there's a science that comes of it, there's an art that comes of it, there's um, uh, a worldview, a cosmic view, if you will, that emerges very naturally. And there's no imposition of some notion of, let's say, monotheism or some kind of text that rules everything. Not to say that those don't have their own respective value, but it's a very <laughs> different kind of origination, if you will. And uh, I just wanted to bring that up, that I very much appreciate things that grow from the earth. And I feel that the native teachings, in my understanding, Patricia, do grow from the earth. And uh, as a result, they are, pardon the expression, organic, and they're very real, based on the way the ecosystem actually operates. Does that accord with your words? Yeah. We we can use the word spirituality but then it, it it's esoteric and it's ethereal. So at a concrete, practical and realistic level it can be said that it's not complicated. It's not life is not complicated and it's not complex. It's a matter of decision and using our thinking to tell our body correct information. So there's only two intentions destructive and constructive. So in the language worldview of my late father's language, we call it the Nehazad. It translates to holy people's language, 
there's only what I would describe really briefly as win-lose, nobody wins, and that's destructive and death-producing. So we have a word for that. And then hojo uh, is our main ceremony for remembering and reawakening to how we were all related and connected. Therefore, our decision is for our collective survival is win-win. Everybody wins, and it's con- a constructive and life-affirming choice, and it's a decision, and, it, and that's what the outcome is. And so when we have the conflict of interest between stewardship and ownership, then that's what sets up the um, Mother Earth for extracting and for destroying the um, earth, water, fire, and air. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. Thank you. I so appreciate your sharing this. This wisdom, uh, I'd love to bring in Helene Abrams and David Giller into our conversation here uh, because they have been major contributors on the constructive side of the equation for a long, long time and bring their intelligence, humor, and wisdom to the conversation each time I've spoken with them, which has been many, many times over the course of many years. So welcome, David, and welcome, Helene, to A Better World. Thank you so much. I'm not not sure how much more we can add. You guys have been doing such an amazing job. Thank you, Mitchell. Uh, Well, please. You guys are so right on with everything you're saying. You know, and it's so exciting because when we think of being stewards of the planet, that's something that, uh, you know, we're all connected. We are so all connected. And uh, it is all of our responsibilities. And what I love is the uh, my younger, my grandchildren, I remember bringing them bamboo straws so that they wouldn't be using regular straws. And they were so excited by that. It was like I was so thrilled that they knew the potential of using bamboo straws instead of straws that really destroy the ocean. And certainly every place we go, every restaurant we go into, and they put a straw by this large glass of water they put down, they (laughs) never hear the end of it from us. (laughs) We tell them... (laughs) Stop giving what are you straw. doing? You're destroying our planet. Take that straw back. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we do say it. We tell them that this is a straw that broke the counter. Oh, you sound yeah. like me, David. <laughs> it looks so small, but it's also actually so large because it's part of a machine that is unconscious that consumes, that goes down that destructive path you were describing, Patricia, you know, rather than the constructive. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd love to hear your beautiful voice and uh, come on in. (laughs) I'm here, too. (laughs) I'm right here. Yeah. And it's it's really exciting uh, to meet you, Patricia. (laughs) Yes, thank you. Likewise. It's lovely that you've had so much, uh, you know, the wisdom that was passed down from your father. That's pretty amazing to be born into that. Right. So you were getting that. And it's a ceremonial. Functional family. (laughs) This is fabulous that you had that upbringing like that. Really? So true. You know, one of the uh, ideas that is in circulation, at least among uh, 
people in our tribe, if you don't mind my saying. Yeah. Uh, the larger, in the larger sense, that is. Um, yes. Is that had we only listened more carefully to the wisdom of the indigenous people of Turtle Island, we wouldn't be in this mess. And that goes in general for the larger, you know, yes. group of Native people, but also very much in particular with the Hopi, who had the prophecies and who told us, watch out, this is what's happening. And if, right. you, if you pass this tipping point and you pass that tipping point, X, Y, and Z will happen, and lo, so it is. Patricia, right. can you comment on that? Hello. Are you actually Patricia? Me? Yes. Of course. Can you hear me? I I want to Yes, you're uh, a little distance. Many... I don't know why. Maybe you have to put your I mouth a little closer to the microphone. Okay. How about now? That's better. Yes. Does that Yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's better. Well, uh I do have um nieces and nephews, uh famous hoop dancer Derek Suwame Suwama Davis, who is half Hopi. So I have uh, family ties to old Aribi, and there are many indigenous prophecies, and they all basically say the same thing. And what they're speaking of is that uh, I heard the word respect earlier, actually. I would call it um, the teaching of self-reverence and reverence for nature because our body is earth and water is 70% or more, and fire yeah. is temperature in the air. The air we call which is the creator's holy breath that we're making a sound and moving around with. So we're of these four elements that we exist in the four elements in the environment. No one can be outside of our separate from it. So that awakeness is what the indigenous language speak in into. They speak in that lens and that context. So the Hopi prophecy is one of them, which is that... Um, uh, an addiction to greed, basically, if I could put it that way, is mm-hmm. that mm. we're consuming and, and extracting beyond our self-sufficiency. And so that's very out of balance. So also the nature would be out of balance and we would start to see the, the fires and the floods and the earthquakes and what we're seeing now. So that's a, a clue to us to um, remember and reawaken that we ourselves our in-breath and out-breath are, very in, mm-hmm. are the ones that we balance in terms of our healing. And I want to clarify the word ceremonial. English is a trade and commerce language, so we actually don't even have a word for ceremony. But there are, uh, there are ways to take care of every child in the, on this Mother Earth would need a blessing way before and after birth in any any time in life, and then um, a protection, a shield weight from danger and harmful, toxic um, environments, and then cleansing and purification um, upon being um, contaminated in some way, and and then spiritual renewal, and then also a journey to spirit world when we exit. So there are names. I'll just say two more things. Um, We're calling ourselves... um, Earth surface people, Earth surface people. So our language is, doesn't have any. Uh, it's not exclusive. It doesn't say, but not you. 
and then five finger people, belash, like five finger people, is connotating. Mm-hmm. It's really mean. It really means humane beings. So I hope I have um, conveyed to you the the context of what we're using in English as ceremony. That life, that our whole life, is a ceremony for choosing to um, be humane beings. Yes. And that's what the hope is. Yes. I know the hope is. No, it's very clear. And the prophecies are all saying that to to remain, that means harmlessness, and that means that we we are uh, we're not going to deny the oneness in all creation because what that leads to it leads to lies and deception and and scheming and conning and, and then it leads to defiance. So we're in, we're seeing right now the defiance. The denial, and then all the way to the defiance of um, destroying our habitat and our home, and our, our beautiful Mother Earth and the, the four elements of Earth, Water, Fire, and Air. So that's the basic natural order law that we are all, every single one of us, are governed by these laws, like moon phases, like sunset, sunrises, seasons, and gravity, and so on. Yes. You get the yeah. idea. Yes. Amen. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, so, very well. That's so beautifully very put. Well. Really. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. It's so interesting because it it's for someone who is uh in the field of psychology, uh still in all, I I mean I do have a backward a background also in Chinese medicine, which brings forth the elements that native peoples always speak of and you're speaking of, Patricia. Uh, so it grounds psychology, which is, you know, generally speaking, of or pertaining to the mind. But it's, of course, way more than that. And so I appreciate this much more integrated worldview that comes from native thinking. And you can start to see how certain kind of psychological perspectives uh, that would otherwise be true to the elements start to get distorted in our our society. And so things like greed, things like cheating, things like self-aggrandizement, all of these really should be considered as forms of pathology, and yet that is the norm for our society. And people don't see that not sharing uh, and, you know, healthy giving and receiving are not, those should be utterly dominant in our world, uh, in our society, but they're really not. um, Well, you know, I I think everything, you know, we, in our thinking with regard to our, our movement, Think Positive World, yeah. Um, there are so many issues out there, including what we're talking about regarding the environment. But if you really look at every kind of issue that's even out there, whether it's bullying or or uh, mm-hmm. obesity or this, or, you know, everything that's really out there—hunger, poverty—it's all based on um, uh, raising the level of consciousness in the world. And in order to do that, each person really has to step up to the plate and work each day on their on on enhancing their own consciousness and well-being and really uh taking the pledge for for um uh being a steward 
on the planet and for the well-being of others. And once mm-hmm. we recognize that, this is not something that we're ever taught. And even, even um, you know, in religious circles, we're not necessarily taught all of the, you know, of the important things that pertaining to, uh, you know, um, who we are and um, and our commitment really to the planet. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I think that the important thing is that everybody has to work on their own consciousness. That's really one of the keys to solving all the issues. Yes. But and one of the things that you mentioned. Thinking? I didn't. Sorry. Oh. What was, was that, Patricia? Saying, I was going to ask if I could pick up on the theme of thinking that a word that we call echo then is holy thinking and holy thinking is clear and congruent thinking which basically is speaking about consciousness and moral reasoning and that's right. what I'm hearing you say there is that we're not using that perhaps it was atrophy, perhaps it's atrophy. right yes. that's true in fact one of the things that we use to bring this all into balance is purification breaths because that is, you know, dealing with uh, purifying the body, mind, and spirit. And that's, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Yes, I think, absolutely. you know, about the environment, we all have to, uh, you know, we have to make it a priority, you know, and, and that's really the key. It's if you if you just, if you don't recognize uh, what's happening here, it's like gun control, you know, all the, all these issues that are out there right now that are, uh, you know, you wonder where is the, you know, where is the core of the fabric of our society to allow yes. things, certain things to happen and to allow for this global warming. So each of us have to get very real about all, about how we are, looking at nature and the most beautiful, uh, you know, we've been put on a planet that's so beautiful and amazing, and and we have to really get in touch with how important it is for us to sustain that. Absolutely. In fact, David, you're kind of underscoring something that I was saying in the introduction and would like to extend here now uh, based on your, uh, your in in a sense, invitation. and that is, you know, when we are working just in the sort of the left brain of, uh, left hemisphere of our brain, <clears throat> and we're looking at the world rather mechanically instead of from a, a heart space, uh, we can look at things in a way that uh, is devoid of the feeling space. And what that means in this case is that we can act in ways against nature if you will, and even against each other. Uh, That is not productive, that's not constructive, and we see, aha, of course we know that there is an overall and overarching religion in our world, and sometimes we could think of it as science, but usually it's actually money. And so people will do the most ghastly things for money, and uh, it's just what has emerged as part of, you know, in my worldview, it's actually a, a very profound sickness that needs to be healed. And one of the other things I think it can get healed by is by renewing our love and appreciation 
for nature. And it's kind of simple. It's when we're feeling the beauty around us, and beauty is really sort of the, the way, the, the, the delicious smell of flowers, um, watching animals run around, um, and they're oftentimes playing. And this is our nature. It's not like nature is out there. We are it, and it is us. And when we and get to be a part that of kind it. of thing drops, exactly, you know, then we can't do the things that we would otherwise do to each other when we get to know someone and we look at them right in the eyes and uh, feel them. It's very hard to be mean, you know, whether it's right. to another person or to an animal or to nature herself. That's, That's so the kind true. of renewal I like to see, right? And it all has to do with the moral compass that that person is uh, dealing with within themselves. Yes. And also, like, uh, sometimes, and you have to embrace nature. Like, uh, when when we're driving down the street, we're driving on a highway, and it's a windy day, and these these trees are, like, swinging back and forth. It's It looks like a, it's, it feels to me like they're, like, like say, like laying out the path, saying, uh, you know, mm, come, come yeah. move forward with us. <laughs> they're well, waving to you, welcome, David. They're welcome that, and they're waving to us, and you know. Absolutely, and, and Patricia. I, on a windy one of day. the one of the beautiful, uh, you know, aspects of native teachings, as far as I'm aware, what I like to just refer to as wisdom teachings. Uh, understand something of this amazing relationship between the animal world, you know, the two-legged, the three-legged, the four-legged, and this intimate intelligence and connectedness that lives in us so that, you know, a bird speaks to us, we're having a certain thought, we're having a certain intention, and there may be a bird, for instance, in our midst that gives us a signal back because there's some level on which the bird is hearing our own mind or heart, for that matter. Do you know, could you comment a little bit on that intimate relationship between us and the animal world? We all know that Everything is energy and it's vibration. And so when I greeted you in my father's language, it also includes the uh, rock people and the plant people and the star people and the animal people. They're they're called people. So that um, in calling a deer, it was to give life, to give life, and there was always an offering, just like I said in breath, out breath. There was some offering for that life in order to feed people, and all change happens from the inside out, not from the outside in. And so there was a communi- there is a communication, what you're calling an, an intimate relationship with um, the animal, and I included rock people and star people that are Sethian and Nonsethian and Sothian. These are the actual spiritual names of the the um living creation that we're we're all related and we're all part of this 
this life journey together, um, taking care of each other in various ways. So we don't have the story of coming from apes and um, also from uh, monkeys and so on. They're, they have their own track in what we call instinct, whereas the mm-hmm. human is, we might, call, we might mm-hmm. call it in English, the only word I know is, is a, a spark of divinity, so to speak, of our soul purpose and life mission, which is then is not is not sacrificing an animal, but the animal is giving itself according to the offering to feed the people, and so only that was that that particular animal was called, and so there was a there's a teamwork there's a healthy helping teamwork and partnership with all of creation, and it's and remember it's from the language worldview the indigenous language worldview, which is in a different thinking system than English. In, uh, the, I would say the indigenous language worldview uh, is is holy thinking, conscience, and moral reasoning. So that means also um, making the distinction and uh, values clarification about if making the decision of what do I value and what do I cherish and what do I want to perpetuate. I don't want to recruit the next generation to participate in their own demise by teaching them uh ways that they're going to harm themselves and others that, that doesn't exist in the language. It comes from um, valuing valuing a profit, which means getting back more than you give. And so I really emphasize that the particularly the um, Navajo language, the Nebuzad, is in a different thinking system as well as Indigenous languages are in a different thinking system, which I'm calling whole brain thinking, so that yes. the decision is yes. made there before internally, so it happens to change. The healing all take place through breath and decision from within oneself towards one intention outwardly, either destructive or constructive. And so people go, are, are in what you're describing is called normalized pathology, which is the more pleasure, yes. the more pain. And people have uh, addiction to inflicting pain and people have addiction to receiving the pain because they're going to receive a re- reward. And that creates a mood change. The mood change is a substitute for the true spirituality of joy and happiness and love and the authentic feelings. And we, we have words for that, and they're really beautiful words that describe that, that that are um, alive with the vibration of nature and the natural order while we're speaking in a language that that is abstract and um, has qualities in which uh, it conveys that it's all right to do certain things. But in our tribal languages, indigenous languages, there are words that, that speak to... Um, people who use their five senses as a weapon against themselves and others, something like that. Yes, yes, yes. Let's let everybody know that uh, you are listening to A Better World Radio with Mitchell J. Rabin. We are on every Wednesday at 6 p.m. usually, and we're also on A Better World TV in Manhattan every Monday at 7 p.m., although you can also watch and tune in from our website, abetterworld.tv. In the upper right-hand corner, just click a few minutes to 7 o'clock, Eastern Standard Time, that is, 
uh, and you can uh, tune in from wherever you may be. We have a lot of people listening in uh, Australia and in the Philippines and Canada and South Africa. It's really a pleasure to have people from all these different corners of our beautiful earth that are tuning in. And just if you do not yet receive our newsletter, it's a free newsletter, simply go to abetterworld.tv, and on the right-hand column you can uh, find it and sign up and join us. Today, as you hear, we are having a roundtable honoring Mother Earth, and we have uh, a lovely group of people, Patricia Ann Davis, David Giller, and Helene Abrams, who are part of today's roundtable. And we are also honoring and letting people know about a special event that's coming up April 21st, Sunday, April 21st, here in New York City. Uh, It's the 12th annual celebration of the World Peace Earth Day celebration that producer Andy Kane is doing for, as I said, the 12th time, I'll be the MC. Fabienne Cousteau will be the keynote speaker. There will be much good music and other speakers, including our guests today, will be part of this joyous, beautiful event. It's a lot of fun, and we definitely encourage you to come. We have information about it at our website, abetterworld.tv, or you can go to planetheart.org for registration and tell your friends about it. We really have a lot of space and we want to fill it up with uh, good people with a great sense of humor and a sense of play. So that's what we're looking forward to. So actually, Helene and David, have you been part of these in the past? In attendance, yeah. Uh, I think In attendance? Okay. Good. Yeah. Good. Well, this time you'll be uh, more active, I believe. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, I mean, this is very, it's uh, its just the time it worked out for us because we've been doing a lot of traveling lately. And, uh, I mean, it's a very exciting event. It's a very important event. And thank you so much for, uh, for your participation in all this and for the, doing the show today to help create the awareness about oh, the event. Oh, sure. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, thank you, David. And, Patricia, I... You've been part of these for some time now, is that correct? I have. I have been a speaker there and participated in all of the celebration for the past, I believe it's five years now. And so Andrew's doing a great job, and all the people that come that make new friends and see old friends, that is a that is a uh, sacred space for um are honoring Mother Earth and each other to take care of each other and especially the children. Absolutely. In fact, you and I have met at one or two of these. I've been the MC a few times over time or a speaker or moderating a panel here and there on renewable energy and all sorts of fun things. So I've yes, been uh, honored lovely. to be part of it through Andrew many times. It's good work. It's good work. Yes, what's it's, that now? It's a very lively event. I said it's a very lively event. It is. Lots of things happening it is. on that day. Exactly. It really is. It really is. And You know, for me, when I think about it, actually, before I say that, I want to just revert back to 
something you were saying, Patricia, about the language, the worldview that emerges from the language. Uh, so important to really be cognizant of how our mind and thought processes are related to, even defined by, even our conceptual ability by the language itself. And so in the work I do, I, I kind of engage people in something called a metaposition, which is standing outside of their, their language stream, if you will. And I know it sounds like, how do you do that? Well, it's kind of fun trying, I'll tell you that. But that creates a space to allow some new, fresh, and novel thoughts to occur. And I'm thinking, actually, of a gentleman I interviewed some time ago who I've just been very fond of who specializes in Native uh, American language and culture, Glenn Aparicio Perry, who uh, put together several books, one of which is called Original Thinking. And it really traces uh, a lot of the, the energy and the intelligence and vitality that goes in that's part of indigenous too, the language of indigenous people on this uh on this landmass and it's uh been really interesting for me another significant uh person is another person with a radio show on WBAI uh Tiakasen Ghost Horse who has something called First Voices Indigenous Radio and I have enjoyed listening to, in fact, a number of Navajo uh, uh, folks have been on speaking about the Navajo language in particular um, and Lakota. And, I mean, it just opens up a whole new vibration and a whole new space that I, I was just thinking about them, Patricia, as you were, you know, informing us and educating us about your father's, you know, relationship to the language. He did not have it drummed out of him, and you were at least to some extent a recipient of that native wisdom. We all have built within us this whole brain thinking and conscience and intuition and the creative imagination, and that's for designing what are called co-creative with creator, within creation, with each other, power within to have power with others and not power over, and the creative for designing creative solutions, and we all have it built in. It's just that Western philosophers have designed the language to be dualistic, which means for and against, yes. right and wrong, good and bad. So dualistic then sets up a perpetual polarizing people into adversary and conflict and warfare. And to be, like you said, cognizant of that, then we can choose to use our thinking for what it's for. And I call, we have a word, we have a word for it, um, but I translate it to a criminal mind when we're using our thinking for what it's not for. And um, that seems mm. to be the case where, where, the, yeah. where we have for generations and centuries in occult, acculturation and also the conversion process, we do not have the concept of a deficient self-image. Like, there's no word for evil, so we're not born with evil, we're not born with a shadow side or a dark side. There's no words for bomb, for war, and so on. It's a very organic language. No words for 
um, king and queen or emperor or military <laughs> like that. Just to give you an idea. So, that's Somebody so beautiful. In our world and our society, it like zaps, right? You know, almost from birth, it's like. Like yeah. coming into this what this whole languaging and way of thinking exactly. in our culture, it just zaps you right out of that that whole thing. Yeah, there's Isn't no debt true? either. There's no word for it either. There's 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 no construct for it. There's no there's no um, context meaning container because it's all in nature language and the law and the natural law governs every one of us. Our in-breath and out-breath is a proof of it. So it's built into every person. Just every person is not choosing to use it or or doesn't know that that the thinking system that they're existing is is something that we call, that we call hojo. And hojo is all-encompassing holiness and wholeness of um, everyone on in our universe and, and on our uh, sacred Mother Earth. Thank you so much. So beautiful. That. Yeah, that's lovely. So beautiful. <clears throat> so beautiful. I'm awed. You know, I, I, I feel like I, I was. It. You have. I hope that I conveyed that to you. I feel so. I was just saying that Absolutely. as a youth, I was uh, exposed to the work of a linguist in our culture named Benjamin Worf who studied the Navajo language of all. And at a very early age, I was exposed to this notion of holistic thinking uh, that was embedded, embedded. It was the language. It wasn't embedded. It was the language. And Mm -hmm. I, of course, didn't learn it, but I was exposed to a whole different thought system that was a function of a different language system that was nothing whatsoever like the English language and thinking system. So uh, I feel like I was given a little bit of a a peek into <laughs> sort of a higher vibration language very early on, you know. <laughs> I call that uh, the the... Navajo language or indigenous language, I call it affirmative because there's no deficient self-image to remediate to some end state like enlightenment or personal salvation or redemption. And the uh, the other one uh, I so call, um, the, one that's dual, the one that's dualistic, I call it inverse thinking system. So I make mm. a distinction between the two thinking systems because I have to use the, the art of making distinction to to simplify and convey these concepts to the general public. And I really appreciate you all um, hearing and understanding what I'm saying. Mm. God knows. Mm. Yes. David and Helene, last words. We're out of time, so to speak. That's, talk about <laughs> constructs, right? Talk about That's constructs. That's a construct, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Please share some last thoughts with uh, with us here in the roundtable as well as with our listeners. Well, well, I think it's time. You know, it's time right now. Uh, we're in a we're in a um, like our whole thing with Think Positive World is is to help the world have a more positive mindset. And, sure. Um, and and 
you have to, uh, in order for, uh, you actually have to reverse everything that you've learned in our society to come back to this whole way of thinking, this whole natural way of thinking, and indigenous way of thinking. So um, in order to do that, we have to really, uh, you know, just trust. I think uh, people need to trust more. And we have, uh, we're part of solutionaries who are going to be participating in a uh, a World Dignity Forum uh, that will be happening shortly out on the West Coast. And there are indigenous people there that will be speaking. And it's all about respect, respecting Mother Earth, of course, and respecting each other, respecting the children. So it's it all comes back to dignity, dignity honoring the dignity yes. in ourselves and, and in each other, right, and in the earth. Beautifully put. Beautifully put. Thank you both for coming back again onto a better world and oh, contributing. Can't wait to so. see you when we when at the event. Yeah, look Absolutely. forward to it. Absolutely. Great. And you too, Patricia. Katie Giller nice. and Helene Abrams, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. And Patricia, I would give you the last mm-hmm. word here of our guests. So what would you like last words for our audience today? Thank you. Peace and love to each and every one of us um, that are talking today as well as all of the people who are listening, that we would travel together in this peace and love that that exists within us. And all we have to do is remember and reawaken that we are all a precious child of Creator within creation and steward the earth, mother, father, and water, and the air. Thank you. Mm, beautiful. Thank you so much. Patricia Ann Davis. And you were talking about beauty. Well, uh, we're all walking in beauty and love and joy and peace and good health. That's the way it is. That's the way we're created. Yes. I love it. Thank you. Thank you all for being part of today's roundtable. So, my dear friends, I want to just say thank you to all of you who have been tuning in and listening uh, to our discussion about our relationship to Mother Earth, our honoring her and each other, the role of language in our thinking patterns and our understanding the nature of reality, in fact. That's so much of what came out today through a lot of Patricia's sharing, which I think is just very rich. And what do you think about those ideas? There's no evil in the language, or her native language. There's no idea of evil. There's no idea of self-deficiency. Uh, there's no polarity, right and wrong as such. Wow, it's uh, something we can really leave this this roundtable with in our hearts and contemplate other possibilities and step out of our typical paradigm and relate to a larger one. So I also want to just remind you all again that uh, we are standing uh, on the precipice 
of the 12th annual celebration of World Peace and the Earth Day celebration that uh, my good friend Andy Kane has been producing for the last 12 years. Fabienne Cousteau of the great Cousteau family that's been doing so much for generations to protect our oceans and educate people across the globe about the importance of our oceans as a living being and to uh, protect, protect them as we so need to do with all the elements that we were discussing today. So please come. We're going to have a lot of fun. We always do. I'll be the master of ceremonies. That's always fun, and I've done it several times, and uh, this will be yet another. So uh, I hope you all can make it, or at least some of you, those of you in the Philippines or India or Hong Kong, I'm not expecting you to make that trip. I understand, but for those of you in the general New York area, I definitely encourage you to make this fun event. It's Sunday, April 25th from 3 to 8, and music and speakers and prayer and some ceremony, even in our Western sense of it, and some good, good, uh, lively interactions with a lot of great people so on that note i want to just thank you all again for tuning in remember we are a non-profit of 501c3 your generous donations help us stay on the air sustain and thrive and in any way shape or form of any amount is always helpful to us and remember we have all sorts of interesting uh health and wellness products available and services from personal coaching to executive and energy balancing all that you can find on the website a betterworld.tv or mitchellraben.com so with that said thank you again i hope to see you april 21st mitchell j raben for a better world and i look forward to seeing you all next week Thank you.